Our journey into the book of Samuel, yesterday we read about uh, the sin of David. Today is the confrontation of that sin. Uh, Nathan confronted David of what he did. You know, the whole story about the wife of Uriah and, um, you know, the sin of David, let's just put it that way. But one thing we can pick out of uh, David's uh, fall is the repentance, you know, that he immediately, you know, put on sackcloth and, uh, you know, asked him for forgiveness. He acknowledged that he fell and uh, asked for God's mercy and uh, forgiveness. And of course, he got that. And with that, he gave us this beautiful psalm, the psalm of mercy, Psalm 51. You know, have mercy on me, O God, for I have sinned. Uh, we started it yesterday, and today we are praying that the Lord create a pure heart, a clean heart within us. And that is what I wanted us to reflect this morning, our heart. In the Old Testament, the Word of God tells us in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, uh, the Word of God says, Above all, guard your heart, because from this place flows everything you do. The heart is the seat of whatever we do. So that is why the admonition from the book of Proverbs is very important to me, and of course I believe to every one of us. Uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 12, I think verse 34, the same Jesus tells us and his disciples, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It is from here that we conceive both the good and the bad. Think about the sin of David. It is also from here he saw and he conceived the evil and he went on to, you know, do it. So we can always pray, not only praying, but also to exercise uh, activities and programs and things that will help us purify the heart. Paul tells us in his letter to Romans, chapter 12, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Why? Because if we just leave it to consume all whatever that comes, then we are prone to perhaps, you know, when I see someone, what is my thought? When I see what is going on in the church or in the society, in politics, or even here in the parish, what is my conception? What is my thought? And if I do not guard the heart, then I am susceptible to begin to think, uh, perhaps negative or even positive. That is why we are to pray with David, create in me a pure heart. Create in me a clean heart. Remember the Sermon on the Mount, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. Blessed are the pure in heart, the clean in heart. Same in Psalm 24 and 16. Who will climb the mountain of the Lord? Who will descend to his holy place? The man with pure heart and clean heart who desires not worthless things. There are so many words of encouragement from the scripture that we can take on, praying that the Lord purify or create in us, like David, a clean heart. The same book of Proverbs, think 24, verse 7, as a man thinks, 
And of course, as a woman thinks, so he is. What is my thought? What is your thought? What are my thoughts about events, about persons, about places? All of this, you know, influence what we do. We pray today that, you know, every Saturday we celebrate our Blessed Mother because of her vicious example. We pray through her intercession in this Mass that the Lord will create in us a pure heart. We can take on the example of our Blessed Mother. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, when the angel came to him with the message of incarnation, she did not understand all of that. But the scripture says she took all of that in her heart and was meditating on them or contemplating the same thing in that same Luke, chapter 2, the prophecy of Simeon, you know, when Jesus was presented in the temple and all of that, this child will be this, this child will be that. Mary took all of that into her heart, contemplating the meaning of what this is all about. We can learn from her so that we are not so quick to talk, but to God this place, because from here flows everything we do. We can only transform or renew our minds if we invite Jesus in, like the disciples in the gospel of today. The scripture said they went on the other side and they took him with him. So they took him with him, a symbol or symbolic of inviting him to come into the boat of my life. You know, all of us, we are making a journey. And in our boat, we will encounter storms of life, difficulties, challenges, trials. First of all, the boat is also a symbol of the church. In the church, you see many storms that we have been going through. And we continue to go through because uh, uh, this is life. It is one of the, what is called, facticity of existence that we will have challenges and trials. But with the Lord, with Jesus in the boat, uh, we can have that faith that uh, the storm will be still. Psalm 46, from verse 10, specifically 11, it says, Be still and know that I'm God. So despite the turbulence of life, the storms of life, the challenges, and we think the whole place is collapsing or the church is falling apart because of doctrines or behavior or scandal or whatever it is, the Lord is still on his throne and he will calm the storm. Only if we are to have faith, he says, why do you not yet have faith? Do you not yet have faith? Most times you and I are shaken by many things going on in the church, in the society, that we are prone to start talking, you know, saying things and uh, not being Christian, really, not being charitable with what we say. That is faith or lack of faith. But with faith, we will know that Christ, Jesus Christ himself, will calm the storms in the church and also the storms in our families, in our society, and wherever we are. We pray in this Mass that he continues to lead us, to guide us, first of all, to purify our heart, creating in us 
that pure and clean heart in us to, to increase our faith like the disciples prayed in the Gospel of Luke chapter 17. Because with that faith increased, then we can always see him in the storms of life. May God continue to bless his words in our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen.